Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Hey, it's Zuko and Kayla from The Wake Up Call. Enjoy your podcast, but when you're done, don't forget about us. We have a radio show. We try to bring a smile to your face every morning. We also talk to some of the hottest country stars of today, and we like to share some good news with That's What I Like. Because Lord knows that's hard to find. When you're done podcasting your podcast, listen to us at 92.3 WCOL. Set your preset on your radio right now, and don't forget you can listen to us online on the iHeartRadio app. What's going on, guys? This is Yeezy Busta. Welcome back to another episode of Legit Check. I'm here with my very good friend. I've actually known him a lot longer than most of you guys probably know. My, my boy, Mickey from the Mag Park. A store out here in uh, Burbank, and he has a couple other locations now, actually. Yes, sir. Burbank's the flagship, and then we got a store at the Westfield Topanga Mall and the store in Orange County. That's what's up. That's what's up. So a lot of people actually don't know that we've we've known each other since, like, Yeezy Bus actually started. Yeah. Like, do you, do you remember the first time we met? I'm pretty sure you didn't have a blue check yet. Definitely not. <laughs> you weren't legit checked yet. No. no t- to this day, I don't really think I am either, but... <laughs> But yeah, man, dude, that was crazy. Like, yeah, I I had I think three k, maybe. Yeah, probably. You like, were, it was just popping off. You literally just like it, it was mad funny too because, I mean, you know Dino, right? Yeah. So I was having dinner with or lunch. I was at Mr. Chow's with Dino, typical yep. with his boy Ben, Ben Yang, Ben Baller, whatever you want to call him. Right. And he's like, oh yeah, you, uh, you got to pull up to the store. And like, dude, at this point, I literally had one pair of sneakers. Yeah, and that was it. So I was like, okay, cool, I'll, I'll go and I'll you know I'll check it out. And then he's like, oh yeah, uh, tell Mickey you're my boy, and he would take care of you. I was like, okay, cool, exactly. And you know, the rest is history. And you guys pulled up, and I was just like, not really understanding who you were, what you're about, and yeah. you know, what the busting was about. But I thought it was funny. And after that, it was kind of you know, it's all love. It's all love after that, yes sir. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that was a long time ago, and definitely have grown closer since then even though every time you hit me up i'm always out of town <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, we try to coordinate stuff it just doesn't work for yeah, schedules i know but it's good to be busy you know it's a blessing that's the blessing kind of for everyone who doesn't know yeah what is what is the mag park magnolia park how did it start yeah and, you know just give us a spiel so magnolia park was composed of basically myself and two other partners uh, when we first started i had two stores prior to that actually um, oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Wow. So before that, uh, I started a small store called War, which stood for We Are Royalty. It's also uh, my last name in Spanish, which is Guerra. Oh, okay. Put it, put it all together. Okay. And so the, the War Fruition. yeah, war Clothing, which was started by my little brother, Andy, we opened up a store. It was like 1,200 square feet in Granada Hills, California, which is near where we grew up. And it, it was just honestly like... This nostalgic clothing brand a la like Johnny Cupcakes. Okay. That was his inspo. And we just wanted to do something for our community, you know, and and have somewhere where people can go buy some teas or whatever. So it wasn't online or out of his trunk, you know, because he was slanging them in, in college. Yeah. And so we opened that up and shortly after, like, I had a couple friends who were like, yo, like, you ever thought about selling shoes on consignment? I'm like, what the fuck is consignment? Sorry, can I cuss? Yeah, of course. Okay. Please right. let it out. Great. <laughs> the truth set you free, right? Yes, yes. All right, no, I'm just playing. So they're just like, I don't even know what that is. And they're like, you've never been a riff. You've never been a flight. I was like, nah. And this is 2013. So I would buy shoes, but I wouldn't necessarily look at them as a business move. I just really like shoes and big fan of Jordan and, you know, really great moments. Yeah. So, you know, I bought shoes that had some story to it, if you will. Yeah. And so... Did a little bit of research, looked up how the business model works, and I have a little bit of a business background. And we started this like small program within there with a different name, but we we tried it out, and it's I became this thing that I just fell in love with, like trying to start this business of like consigning consigning sh- shoes and 
We went on and did that. That project lasted about six months. Uh, unfortunately, you know, we just had to move on. And yeah. then I started this new brand called Backside Kicks, which was inside of a store called Backside Records that had been around for about 20 years, selling vinyl mixtapes when it was like the heyday of slanging, you know, mixtapes out the trunk. And they also had a clothing department. And that was when I first got my exposure to like streetwear in a wholesale way. And that went on for about, I'd say like 11 months. We almost went a year and, you know, we were just growing. And the store, unfortunately, due to like the economy with with apparel and just like such a big space, you know, rent's going to go up. And they were in like the hottest part of Burbank. And that's how I ended up in Burbank, you know, just falling in love with that city. Yeah. And when I had the opportunity to basically graduate from that, you know, upstairs that was like 800 square feet we kind of just shopped around and we found what is now magnolia park which is in a small neighborhood called magnolia park which is funny so like there wasn't no like real deep like meaning behind the name at the time you know and i was kind of against magnolia park just because i thought we would catch some heat from the neighborhood because it's like yo you're stealing our name so i was against it at first but then as i really started to think about what it meant to me and what what we were trying to build because the original concept for the store was we were going to have like a real tree inside we were going to have like signs like you'd feel like you were in a park what you see now is this half court basketball court that's playable the first thing with me is like i've been playing ball since i was a little kid i'm also the brand ambassador and founder of belly buckets by the way you know so putting it out there for all the husky hoopers um i hold it down and you know i'm trying to shine light on those guys that are trying to get in better shape right yeah but it was all about having the court and the court to me in my my life growing up brought people together from my experience and that's how i met some of my best friends to this day so what really became of magnolia park was these different elements right which was the music side. So we had a DJ booth installed into the store because of my history as a DJ for 10 years, even to this now, I'm still DJing. Yeah. And then there's the artwork. So all of the art inside of the Burbank location was actually hand-painted by my boy Alex Ali Gonzalez, who is killing it. He's got murals everywhere from Hollywood to Burbank to now Beverly Hills. So like he's he's doing his thing and so everything has kind of a little story to it. Yeah. And then of course, you know, the kicks and the hype. Like that's one of the other elements. And this the sports aspect. So for us, Magnolia Park is really not a name that reflects just because of the neighborhood anymore. It reflects the park and rec environment where it brings people together. Hmm. The product is just on the wall. The product sells itself. People are looking for the product. We're not looking to sell. We're looking to give you an experience. And from there, like everything else kind of comes together. And so with this new partner that kind of discovered us, if you will, he really just came in and said like, yo, I like your vision. I know what you want to do. Let's like make this big. And, you know, through the financial help, we were able to like really go in with our first step. And the place was a dump, dude. Like it was so (laughs) rough when we walked in there. Yeah. It smelled like dog piss. This guy <laughs> that had the store was only using the front side of it and hoarding like newspapers and random stuff. So he was paying like no rent at the time, I think. Like, Must have been cheap as heck to like have basically a non-existent business in there. Wow. So we had to clean that up. And it's, you know, 5,000 square feet, two floors. We kept the original flooring. And, and really, we just started to put the story together. And through meeting guys like Ben and different guys like Mustard and dudes that lived kind of in the neighborhood because i think what people don't really realize is everybody looked at us like we were crazy for opening a store in burbank people forget that burbank is like a media capital literally all the major studios are there all the major tv studios all the major radio stations are literally a block away and so we just went off of that and kind of just gambled it you know and and used my networking from the dj life working with companies like djcity.com it just all kind of came together and then people just started visiting and it was just all about us being able to tell that story. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Like I, so kind of like going back to um, like right before you started when somebody was like, have you ever considered like co-signing shoes? Yeah. You said you were like into shoes, like you loved Michael Jordan, obviously like you're a big like basketball guy. Yeah. Would you have considered yourself like a sneakerhead at the time? Do you still consider yourself as a sneakerhead? And how do you think sneakers had like an impact on your life up to that point? As big as of a Jordan fan as I was, I was actually a much larger Allen Iverson fan. 
Okay. Like AI, the answer, that was my dude. I caught a lot of heat during the 2001 finals because literally my whole high school class is looking at me like Lakers fans, right? It's all about yeah. Lakers and Shaq and Kobe <laughs> and they're doing their thing. And I was just like, yo, no, forget that. AI's David against Goliath, right? Yeah. At the time, Lakers hadn't took a loss the entire playoffs that year. And game one of the finals, he takes them down. And it was like one of the most epic days of me for me as a kid going into high school, like just like really being loud about it. And so the sneakers really just translated through there, you know? So I was really collecting at the time, damn man, like Reebok pumps, like all, all the answers that Alan Harrison put out, flight posits, phone posits, things like that. It wasn't always about like, well, I don't think there was really like hype though back then, you know, like yeah. you kind of knew and if there was somebody who had all the J's, like you were like, oh, that dude just got rich or he's slanging some dope, you know, like you're, <laughs> yeah. so he just like kind of knew. Yeah. But I still remember the most expensive, well, the first real expensive pair of shoes I got was the Airmore Up Tempos. And Scotty Pippen was like really known for like repping them at the time. And it was like the black and with the white outline, similar to how the cactus plant flea markets dropped recently. Yeah. But the OG high top. And I remember trying to talk my dad into like, yo, can you... Like, this is a pair I really want. Like, I got some good grades. So he was like, ah, like, how much are they? And I think they were like 200. It was like the first time. And this is like, man, I was still in high school. So call it, yeah, like 2001, 2002. And he's like, no way. I'm like, I've been doing so well. Like, I'll, I'll do what, you know, I'll do whatever at the house. Yeah. And so I still remember, like, I couldn't make up my mind or something. And my foot was still growing. So I was trying to figure out what size and all this and that. By the time we, we made the decision, I, or I convinced him, I should say was we went outside and he got a ticket, a parking ticket. And so he's like, he tacked that onto there. Like, no, this shoe now cost you $300 <laughs> because you couldn't make up your mind. Right. But, but yeah, that shoe held like a special, special moment for me. And that was really my experience. And then leading right before kind of like getting into the, the business side of things, I remember DJing a lot, coming home. And because releases at the time were at 8 a.m. Eastern. So 5 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Right. And, bro, we had three iPads, like four laptops out. And it was like at the time I had an assistant who who was living with me. And my manager, my DJ manager, was living, was staying with me on the weekends. Uh-huh. And we all had our, like, whole bunch of Jack, of, Jack in the Box on the table. <laughs> all the iPads, all the laptops, yeah. like Nike.com, like uh-huh. ready to go. and. I remember that 2012 like era where it's just like, you know, bread fours, Olympic sixes, Olympic seven, subsidian twelves, like all that, like that time. And I was like spending hella money on sneakers <laughs> and people would say like, yo, like you got dope kicks or whatever. But I didn't label myself as a sneakerhead. I don't think the sneakerhead term was really even like that thing. Yeah, it probably was to the outside world. But I think I was just, I just wanted to buy shoes I liked and shoes that had a story and had a meaning and. I kind of just fell into it and you know once you buy one you get another and you know it just turned into that and surely enough you got a whole freaking closet that <laughs> turns into a room yep. and you're just like oh shoot I have a lot of shoes <laughs> yeah. you know it's like getting a tattoo like that's what I was about to bring up as an yeah. example I have none so I can't really like <laughs> say too. that confidently you know well I'm scared to get one because, exactly because I know if I get one, I'm gonna end up looking like David Beckham or something. <laughs> you know, completely like. I mean, it's not a bad look. Yeah, but pause, uh, yo. <laughs> but I, I, I don't, I don't even know. Like, yeah, I mean, that, that's like the biggest thing with tattoos for me. It's like I'm very indecisive, kind of like I'm with sneakers, and you know how you were saying with like the sizing. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, sneakers have definitely impacted my life like super heavily. Yeah, and you know, kind of like what you were talking about. I started with one, and then yeah. You know, it's funny, like my um, fans on, on YouTube, like make fun of me because every single time I have a new video, because I, I keep all my sneakers in the background yeah. of, all, of all my shots. It literally started from like three sneakers on the floor to now it's to the ceiling and it's like eight or nine different rows. And people are like, dude, like you're insane. <laughs> That's sick. You should do like a time lapse of like the clips. Yeah. And as it like grows behind you. I, I've, I've been wanting to do that because a lot of people like always troll like right. oh, his, his room looks like a sneaker store now. So. Right. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. Hi, right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? 
good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. It's the Breakfast Club, the world's most dangerous morning show. Hey! Angela E is kind of like the big sister that always pokes you in the forehead. <laughs> Ooh. That's not how it goes? That's not how anything goes. Yemi's really like a robot. One of the best DJs ever. Believe that. Charlamagne is the wild card. And I'm about to give somebody the credit they deserve for being stupid. I know that's right. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Oh. Listen to The Breakfast Club weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on 106.7 The Beat. Columbus is real hip-hop and R&B. Would you say that like music had any sort of impact on uh, on kind of like your fashion sense or like sneakers or anything like that? Because I feel like, at least in my opinion, like growing up like a Kanye fan and uh, obviously, you know, like Run DMC being like the first ambassadors for like a, yep. like a sportswear brand technically right. as artists rather than athletes. Do you think that the music side had any sort of impact on like you wanting to get sneakers or was it more so just like the Allen Iverson like Jordan kind of like influence because I played a lot of basketball I would say that's why like AI had a lot of influence on me and obviously the baggy clothes and like just yeah. the way he was like rebellious against the league he he I think to this day he's one of the most culturally iconic like people that has influenced what's going on today 100% but uh, I would say for sure you know the music industry and, and artists in general have impacted beyond run dmc and and the shell toes back in the day or you could even take it to a Wiz khalifa wearing chucks like that was a very affordable look for a lot of kids and i think that's why a lot of people like try to you know lean towards him in the earlier years yeah and then you know fast forward obviously kanye like coming out with whether it was in the nike days or even his louis vuitton you know quick collabs and then going into the ultra boost which i felt like was one of the most like impactful ways when when things shifted for him totally. and how he was able to like really like dude all white ultra boost was probably hitting for like hundreds you know back oh, in yeah. the day it was just i don't know it just really showed what he was able to do and then from his ability to not only do that himself but the team he had around him right the virgils the dons the jerry's that were literally in his team rolling around with him and just feeding him these dope stylistic ideas it's like i i think is is for sure a reflection of how the music industry can change you know change that yeah, you just got to be consistent and so it's always fun to see where he goes but you i, de- I think you definitely see a shift in, in what people like and for me I, I you know obviously i observed that I'm, I'm a big fan of like the dad fit right now you know as a bigger guy <laughs> like that's stylistically in so it gotta you get to stay comfy you yeah. know and I'm, I'm down with that that movement for sure <laughs> yeah no I, I mess with it too man trust yeah me. right it's interesting that, that you say like Wiz Khalifa I, I didn't even think about that yeah because like when Wiz first started like popping I was I want to say sixth or seventh grade yeah around that time and <laughs> this is gonna sound really cringy and embarrassing but also <laughs> uh during that time the song you're a jerk came out yeah and I remember the dance like new the boys jerk. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah new boys yes sir and they wore like the crazy um like checkered pants and like pink jeans and yeah. checkered vans and like crazy neon colors and i remember like that was like the biggest thing at that time like my my mom refused to get me skinny jeans yeah she would completely disown me if, if she ever saw me wearing skinny jeans right or if i wanted to get like a flat bill hat because like i just remember that they would wear the flat bill hats yep with the skinny jeans and yep. oversized t-shirt and right. like, like vans and like my mom didn't let me get any of that. Obviously, I had a different uh, up- upbringing, so I, yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. You know what I mean? That yeah. that they had any sort of influence on like fashion, and it wasn't just me because I mean, looking back, it just makes me feel questionable about myself. Yeah, like even even now, from the Travises to the Kanyes to the whatever musician it might be, like they have such a big impact on like fashion. Yeah. Even I would even say like a lot of people would argue this and i might get crucified for saying this but low pump even with gucci you know right. with the song gucci gang like it got every little kid between eight and 12 singing yeah. gucci gang gucci gang gucci gang oh mom i want a gucci t-shirt right. or, or hat or whatever and then they grow up and they want gucci right personally during that time i got over gucci entirely right i used to me and blake win you know yeah, just yeah, win yeah, yeah. <laughs> used to shop there all the time i i don't think i've shopped there in like over a year and a half just right you know because i have my reasons but 
I mean, because I'm into different stuff. But yeah, it's crazy that like I didn't even think about Wiz Khalifa too. Like I used to always want Converse. I was like, yeah, that was like when Black and Yellow was like the biggest thing ever. Yeah, remember? and, and I'll, I'll I'll even make an argument to say that guys who put out merch that is affordable but dress kind of in the similar fashion of the stuff that they're making they're more relatable and i think they find more success in being able to to sell stuff that is branded with them because if you look at you know and i say this respectfully like if you look like at amigos right who's like dripped out in designer right Right. which is like what everybody tries to be cool at yeah like who's trying to go buy amigos shirt when when have you ever heard somebody running to go get Amigos tea, right? But like Travis, who wears his own merch, who wears, yep. whether it's one of one or whatever the case may be, he puts out dope merch that's somewhat affordable, right? Because it's on pre-order, so it's going to sit there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a smart man. Yeah. But it, it helps people find that relatability. And I think that was one of the things that, I mean, honestly, Chuck and Chuck Taylor, and uh, or Converse, I should say, what was he wearing? Dickies, you know, like khaki shorts yep. and high socks and whatever. I think, you know, they might have missed the boat on collaborating at the right time, yeah. you know, but I think now we're starting to see those synergies between brands and artists. And I think people are really starting to understand what the value is there. Totally. And so, yeah, I think, you know, you always want to kind of dress up to the people that you quote unquote look up to or listen to. Totally. If it's, you know, within means. And yeah. I think that's the, the clear way to win. Absolutely. Yeah, man. The thing you just said about like Migos is like totally true. People love them no matter what, but yeah. I feel like you want to emulate your favorite artist or your favorite yeah. athlete. So like kind of like with like a Jordan or an Iverson, like when you're on the court, you want to be wearing the same thing as they are because yeah. you feel better and you feel like you're going to play better. Bro, you know what I was, I was wearing an arm sleeve for no reason around <laughs> school, like, cause you wanted to be like AI. Yeah. I don't even understand why he had a finger band, like <laughs> literally for sweat. Like it was like like one band. Yeah. And I of course I bought the band with the embroidered the answer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's for for what? Yeah. But you know, he he was he's an icon. I mean, to, to this day people are still wearing the, the armband. Oh yeah. I can relate to like growing up playing soccer too. Right. Like soccer, it was all about if Ronaldo had I mean, I'm I'm more of a messy fan, but like if like Ronaldo had like a thing around his uh, knee because he had like some sort of like injury or whatever i literally would see right. like m- my friends no joke with zero injury would like go wrap up their knee right and i'm like what what are you doing <laughs> like, this, this explains your desire for a neck tat like Beckham. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i see where you're going well yeah <laughs> yeah just uh, next time you see me i'm just gonna be completely just <laughs> just, just like you're just gonna start at the neck yeah like, forget the regular like arm <laughs> You know, just going to go straight for the neck. I'm just going to go for all the tattoos where I for sure can't get a job. So right. I'm going to go neck, face, right. hands. Right. You're like, I'll never have a regular job again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kind of like accept me. Isn't that what Lil Uzi said? Pretty much. Probably. I think I think yeah. he said like he he, want, he got face tattoos because he never wants a real job. I'm like, OK, well, you can just never have a real job. Right. That is a choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly cheaper one. Yeah. And less painful for sure. I would think so. But yeah, man, that's crazy. Like with all that said, I mean, you being in the game since in the, like the resale game, you'd say since like 2012, 2013. Yeah. How do you think it's progressed? I know there's a lot of big fish in the game these days. Yeah. Like me hanging around Dre, aka Croatian style. Like he's giving me his insight. Shout out to Dre, man. He's yeah. a good dude. Yeah, really, he's got a lot of love for that dude. Yeah, he's a family for sure. Yeah. And like he kind of told me how it used to be all about the resellers. You know, right. if you wanted a shoe, you had to get it from a riff or from a flight club. Yeah. Or Project Blitz or like whatever it might have been. Yeah. But now it's like StockX and GOAT. It's like everybody's a reseller these days because they can be. Pretty much. You know, before it was like impossible to be able to get your stuff out there. So do you think that that's a good thing? Do you think it's a bad thing? Like give me like your experience and how you feel like there's been like a cultural shift. Yeah. what, What do you think? I mean, when I got into the game, it was still pretty early in the sense of, you know, Instagram was barely taking off. I think we at the time when when we had that first store, we were some of the first people to just I mean, we were putting pictures of the product on Instagram, but there wasn't that idea that people would actually buy it. We were just putting the product like, hey, we got this. There right. wasn't like an idea of like, oh, it's this size, it's this price. And you start to get the comments. And then now it's evolved into this thing where literally you could be at home, have five or 10 square feet of hardwood floor and just lay down your product and take a picture. And then boom, you have a you have a store. You right. Know? And setting up a Shopify account takes you. 20 minutes with a template and you could be up and running within a couple hours and have your own store. Yep. But look, I'm all about the growth. Like I want this whole category to just continue to grow. And what I, what I really am grateful to see is 
all these entrepreneurs that are coming up. Yeah. Do we have the right leaders in place in, in every aspect to like show these guys how proper business should be done? That part I think needs to be invested to a little a little more. Totally. And I think platforms like this are a great start for that. Yeah. Because there's a certain way to conduct business and a certain way to think of things. Now StockX coming in and they're a great business and the, essentially they've become the go-to marketplace. Yeah. You know, we constantly as a, as a company look at them to help gauge what is a fair price, you know, right. because we, we always get the kid or the mom who's going to come in and be like, can you match this? Right. And they're going to look at lowest ask and be like, you got to match, like, you, come on, like you, if you want my business, <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Look, no disrespect. <laughs> yeah. But the, the reality is not a lot of places are going to be able to match because the same person that's asking you to match lowest ask is the same person or it could be the same person thinking that if you buy the product from them, you're going to buy it at lowest ask. Right. You know, and yeah. so that's where the miscommunication, I think, sometimes comes with pricing. And so the way we look at things is and this is, I'm going to put this straight out there. Like if you come in and you want a, a buy it on something, we typically offer you payout minus I don't know, a couple bucks, yeah. depending on what the product is. Do, yeah. do we think it's high risk? We're going to offer a little more or less than payout, right? Right, right, right. But right. that's because we're going to take the risk, and that's assuming you want cash right now. Right. Do you want to sell stock, stock X for an extra 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks? Well, okay, cool. That's on you to go print the label, get the box, take it to UPS, right. drop it off, right? And assume that it won't get turned away on their side. And then you got to wait a week to get paid, right? Right. Roughly. Totally. Not, not, no shade. Yeah. It's just what it is. Yeah. Because we also sell on StockX here and there, right? Yeah. Depending on what the situation is. Of course. And then on the other side, we have the product in hand and you could take it home right now, right? And so we'll typically try to put things as close as to lowest ask, but our price cap is somewhere between 20 and 25% over lowest ask or final sale, whichever is more realistic because you're going right. to have guys who have the Dior Jordan and they're going to be <laughs> like, it's 20 grand. Right. And you're right. like, come yeah. on, bro. Like, the only one that sold sold for six thousand. Right, 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 right. Totally. And I'm going based on you know a couple of days ago. Yeah, that might have changed more recently, right? <laughs> but yeah, so then that's that's our way of gauging what we think is the value of convenience. We're really charging a convenience fee. We're not really we're not charging you for the product. We all know that the product costs a couple bucks to be made, but right. but that's not what it cost us for for it to get into our store. Of course. And so it's just really simple numbers in business. And I think as long as there's people that respect and understand that that concept, because it's not free to have 20 plus employees. It's not free to have rent. Of course. You know, in, at one of the best malls in the, the country. Yeah. So, you know, part of that uh, is just, you know, kind of, by the way, <laughs> just saying <laughs> it really is, though. I mean, Tri- Trippy Red made a, a song about Topanga. So, yeah, I mean, think about it. Yeah. So, you know, if his girl acts right, he's going to take her to Topanga. That's, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a weird flex for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm going to take you to Topanga. Right. Yeah. They're like, And then people are like, what the hell is Topanga? <laughs> Where is Topanga? I never really thought about that. I made the connection like a few months ago, but like before that, I was like, oh, that sounds like a cool name. <laughs> right. You're like, no, it's just Corey's girlfriend. Right. That yeah. might be way over some of your listeners' heads, but. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Check out Boy Meets World. Is that on Disney Plus? I, I mean, what is it? Was that Disney over Plus? your head too? Like no, I I understand. I just aged myself. <laughs> Moving on. Have you ever seen Boy Meets World? Yeah, of course. Okay, all right. But I'm like uh, his girlfriend's name is Topanga. Yeah. Okay, guess, all right. Okay, I'm just yes. making sure. I'm just making sure, bro. No, man, I'm like starting to make myself feel old sometimes too. You right. Know? Like I just see all these kids at sneaker events, like sneaker con, sneakerness, like whatever. And they're like 12, 13, they know all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then like, yeah. I'm, I'm like 22 and I'm like, oh God, like I'm old enough to drink now. And then you, we met when I was 18. Dude, I was literally waiting for you to be old enough to drink <laughs> in a non-creepy way. And we still haven't gone out together. No. Dude, we need to make that happen soon. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Please just tell me like in advance so I can block off a date, be like circle on my counter, be like yeah. going out for drinks with Mickey. Exactly. No exceptions. Yep. I'm in China. Fly back for a day. Fly, fly back. You know, right, right, right. right. <laughs> to make it happen. No, we'll make sure 2020 for sure. Because I don't, I don't think I have anything coming up other than a New Year's Eve gig. But 2020 for sure, we we will have that happen. 100, percent bro. 100 yeah, easy call. Yeah, I mean, I just got back from Miami, so I had a little too much of uh, mm-hmm. that too. But <laughs> Miami's but, great. Yeah, uh, in too many ways. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to your thoughts on the whole transition. Yeah. From what it used to be to what it is now. 
like with with StockX, I I told like for me personally, like I I use StockX all the time. Yep. Or or Goat or it's just in a way it's convenient, but in a way it's super inconvenient. Right. And I can't even tell you how many times I like would stare at a shoe on StockX for like a week, and I'll be like, ah, do I want it? Do I not want it? Like right. it's kind of expensive. Like blah blah blah. Right. But then I'll go to a store and I'll see it, and it's right in front of my face. And like even if it costs like fifty bucks or a hundred dollars more. And like, you know, obviously I'm blessed to be in the position that I am. I'll literally, I'll be like, fuck it, please. Right. Take, Here, it. take my money. Thank you. Like, right. you know, because I feel like the biggest thing with like brick and mortar, which I still personally love, especially when it comes to fashion is because like you can go in, you can try it on, you can see yep. if it looks good on you because I can't even tell you how many times I've like bought stuff that I'm like, oh, this is dope. And then I'll try it on and then I look like a potato sack or like <laughs> it just looks terrible on me. Most recently, I, I just bought a pair of used Supreme air forces they're like the olive green on the canvas kind of yeah and like i'm like a true size 11 and then forces i'm like a 10 and a half right right so i ordered them and they didn't have a dead stock pair on goat so i ended up getting like a, a used pair yep and i got a 10 and a half and it came in the mail and even if i take the insole out i would still have to cut off three of my toes for them to fit oh wow so that's the thing it's like every Every shoe is different, you know, yeah. and like the materials on that shoe maybe make it smaller than like a normal yeah, Air Force. Yeah, it gets a little tighter, yeah. Like now I'm kind of stuck with it. Right. Because it doesn't fit and it's used, so it's a lot harder to sell than a dead stock shoe. Yeah. And I was like thinking, I was like, you know, if, if I was in a store and I saw them and I tried them on, I wouldn't have had this issue. Right. You know, so I think that that's one thing that people still kind of forget. You know, even with like Amazon, they're like, oh, I just order everything off Amazon. And like, okay, well... What if you've never touched that product before? Like, yeah. you, like it's not as good as it seems. Like, we haven't gone to the point where you can like virtually like feel things online, and I really hope we don't get there because that's going to cause a lot of problems that are outside of sneakers. If you uh, yeah understand what for I'm sure. what, what I'm getting for at, sure. but I just think that I don't know, man. Like for me, I just still love the experience of actually going and, and buying it. You yeah. know, for me, like I only really use a StockX if like I go somewhere and it's like an outrageous price. But even then, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to wait two weeks. Yeah, and the reality is like, and it's there's no shade, right? Like we all know, kind of, uh, it's public uh, knowledge that even Josh has talked about, where there's a certain percentage that there is stuff that can pass through, you know, because there's human error in every category of life, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so, if some stuff that quote unquote is unauthentic or unauthorized, or the case may be. Because they do such large business, like it's hard to scale because you really need special people that know this world, know this product. And I think that's the part where, you know, trying to grow to to their size that it's going to be hard to keep control of that. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, and I'm not just saying this about our shop, but like tons of shops that I know, you know, those guys there's only, you know, two to three people that are going to work there damn near all week. Right. And you'll be able to get that certification or, or just that assurance that you're going to feel comfortable with the product that you're getting, number one. Right. Being able to see it, being able to try it on, being able to, you know, just to make sure everything kind of lines up and yeah. you could take it home that day. I know there's times where like, man, I want to order stuff on Amazon too, but I need it that day or, right. you know, the next day and it's not on Prime. Like, damn. Yeah, and even with Amazon, like, dude, so many reviews are fabricated. Like, you really never know what you're gonna get until you like buy it. So, because we had a we had an interesting stage in 2017, we probably had our most successful year, and people looked at us like, damn, like you guys are only a year in, and we did this pop up with Hall of Fame on Fairfax, and then we did that, and that went really well. Yeah, and unfortunately, you know, we 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 had to go our separate ways because they had Mitchell and S coming in doing a different pop up or taking over the entire store, really. So we had to respectfully kind of like find our own space. And then quickly there and after we went and opened up a spot on on Mel, like Melrose and Poinsettia. And then we opened our Orange County store just before that. And then we went on and opened the store in Vegas. Like th- we grew really fast. And yeah. then what we com- came to realize was, you know, and again, working with a larger group of people that have a, a goal and a vision because, you know, not a lot of people know this, but like we did partner up with a big, large corporate company that invested to us. And this is probably not part that I thought I was going to speak about too much, but I'll give you a little insight just because I think people in this world who are ready to grow and they think that taking in money is the solution. Right. Like taking in money is not the solution. The real thing that I've come to realize is you got to find what you're good at and then you got to go all in on that. You can't think if you take in a, a bunch of money 
and you just apply it and then you have all these these ideas that you've been sitting on. You're like, all right, cool. Now I got the money to do this idea, do that idea, do this idea or open this store, open that store and think it's all going to work. The thing is you got to create the perfect model. And once you find the perfect model, then you could copy and paste it. But if you've kind of created this model that's like 75 or 80 percent completed, that 20 percent that's lacking is going to show. Totally. And because, you know, with a company like with like Mag, you know, although I didn't start the company by myself, I, it was operating essentially with just me and Steven, who's like my right hand man. He's like been there since day zero, like literally since the backside days. Yeah. You know, he's put a lot of trust and faith in me as I've done in him. And we've been able to take Mag where it was. I wouldn't be or Mag wouldn't be what it is without him. Right. But there's only two of us. If we have five locations at one time, like there's three other locations that are probably lacking what we provide. Totally. And, you know, and that's the part where it's like you got to just sometimes like slow down, focus on what works and then really invest in that. Totally. You know, I think in life you got to find what makes you happy and invest time in that. 100%. Like, if you don't do that, then, you know, and not to get too deep. But like, you, you know, we, you and I have had some really great conversations. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that, that helps separate someone who's successful and someone who's not, if you will, or they just don't project that energy out there is because they might be investing their energy into the wrong spaces of their life. Totally. And I think once you find that, then your ability to see things clear, want to wake up differently, you know, how many people in this world will spend an extra 30 to an hour after they've woken up in bed just scrolling through the gram, seeing, right. w- seeing what other people are doing right. versus going and getting up and doing it them fuck themselves. Facts, bro. You know? Big facts. So that's important. 100%. And like, kind of like to make a comment on what you said about the whole like copy-paste, you yeah. know? If your model is 75%, even if your model is 100%, it doesn't matter because right. at the end of the day, like when you copy and paste it to something else, in different places, different people, there's always going to be uh, adjustments that need to be made. And if yep. you're not there 100% of the time, it's like you can't be great on the side. You know yeah. what I mean? You have to be great 100% of the time. Like that's that's why I, I, you know, I dropped out of school because like this whole Easy Buster thing was kind of like it was super fun. I, I loved my like my fan base. Everything it was like hilarious. I, I thought it was, yeah. but it was almost like something I just did on the side just for for the hell of it. And then I realized I had like a big opportunity and, you know, I ran with it and, you know, it's been pretty good so far. One thing for everyone who's listening, it's very good business advice to put 110% into whatever you're good at, but you have to find it first. Exactly what you were saying. Yeah. You know, like you can't just throw money at something and expect it to do well. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing with us, like even trying to grow and I'm not excusing myself from the equation. Like I was part of that mistake right? because, you know, you're kind of feeling pressure from the outside to move forward on something and instead of delaying or holding back you're just like uh like i think we could get away with this if we were missing this piece right Right. but when you look at like franchises right like mcdonald's chick-fil-a's or whatever the case just any fast food spot i'm pretty sure there's an employee manual that explains everything to the t what you can what you can't do what you should do, what you should be doing. If there's dead time, this is where you could be. Like there's a playbook, right? And that that doesn't just fall on employees. It falls on management. That follows on owners. That follows on franchise owners and then and so forth, right? Of course. So if you don't have that at every level, if there's no instructions, there's going to be time for distraction. There's going to be time for not knowing what to do. You know, if I don't leave my staff with, hey, when it's slow, these are the things that are pending that you can work on. Right. Like versus them just standing in the middle of the store (laughs) waiting for a customer to walk in. Right. Like, you know, there's a difference. And so if you don't have that drawn out to the T, you're going to leave yourself vulnerable for errors and mistakes and different things like that. And I think, you know, don't be afraid to make mistakes. But if you can avoid them, you want to be prepared for them. Of course. Mistakes, errors, losses, all the, the bad shit, quote unquote, is a waste of energy and time if you don't learn from it. Yeah. So use those moments to learn and grow and improve. Of course. And improvise if you have to. But, you know, <laughs> got to do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. But yeah, no, one of the biggest things in life, you know, man, is just, you know, take it, take, take the losses and, and just uh, grow and learn from that, man, and adjust. Absolutely. You know, what's the next step for, for Mag Park? Like, what is it going to be? So 2017, 18, we, we expanded quickly. And then basically all of the second half of 18, we, we kind of like condensed. And I told myself like 2019, like, I'm not 
absolutely not going to open any new stores. <laughs> and I lied to everybody and myself, especially. <laughs> yeah. Most importantly, I lied to myself. So we're opening the Mag Park. Dot LA is the handle that we're going to be using for our new location at the Century City Westfield Mall. Fire. Century City, for those who aren't familiar, is basically neighbors and adjacent to Beverly Hills. Literally, it's across from the Beverly Hills sign and Waldorf Astoria. It's the spot to be. Yeah. And what's funny is I used to, as a kid, I'm, I'm from the Valley, San Fernando Valley, 818, and I grew up all my life out here, and I used to look at the Topanga Mall, like, man, like, if I get good grades, I can go just be out that way, right? It was yeah. a large mall, great mall. And I have a shop there that started for 30 days uh, as a pop-up, and now it's we're going to go on three years. And that was like a dream, right? Like, dream come true. I got a store there. Yeah. No chance I would have dreamt of having a shop at the Century City Mall. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's just beyond the means or like beyond my family, kind of like what where we were used to going. And don't get me wrong, they've improved that space. And, and funny story, I didn't really put this two and two together, but I'd been going to Century City for a long time because my dad actually was a valet worker at the Century Plaza Hotel for 15 plus years. Wow. Which is literally right next to the mall. Wow. And so it's dope. To see, you know, like kind of coming, bringing back the name, the family name, but in a different aspect. And so we're doing a pop up. The space isn't that large. So no, I don't want That's part of the reason why I decided that it was okay to do this. Okay. It's only like 600 square feet. It's basically like a walk-in store. And it's right next to Javier's, which is like really where you see the Century City Mall a lot of or either. Right. And we're excited, man. We're, we got some cool little collabs that I've cooked up really quickly with some guys that can't really like say yet i think okay because i want to make sure it happens okay but there's a really dope it. yeah there's <laughs> a really dope collab that we're working on it's super last minute but it's only going to be for 30 days or so sick um which to me is like not really concerned because again topango is supposed to be 30 days and right, 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 was right like hey why don't you just stay here for another month and then another month and then another month and i was like oh hey guess what because we start at the topango mall we started with 2,500 square feet inside of a true religion. If you walked into our store, it literally was true religion just with our name on it. Wow. Right? Like we kept all the wood um, frame structures and then like we finessed ways for like the, the, the fixtures to work for us. But really it looked like a true religion. And then surely enough, like six or six months into it, they're like, hey, there's this 5,000 square foot store that American Apparel just ditched. Do you want it? And we're like, Yes, but can I afford it? And yeah. then it was like, eh. and you know, after some decision making, some number crunching, we're like, all right, let's do it. And so we did it. And then now they've just signed us on and signed us on and continue to extend our, our contract. So amazing, bro. So we'll see what happens to Century City, man. I'm excited about it. We're we're literally building it out. And so we'll we'll see where it goes. Amazing, bro. I'm I'm excited to check it out. Yeah. And definitely when the microphones are off, I need to hear a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Now diving a little bit more into like the store itself in terms of clients and stuff like i know you have some like pretty awesome clients like i saw like you guys had like juice there and a bunch of other people yeah how was that experience with him for example i didn't get to actually meet him i don't spend as much time at the topanga mall but i know the interaction which is funny because i want to say there was a clip that kind of went viral of him like freestyling yeah and he was in our store and he was like freestyling over some like something else playing in the background that's sick And, and to be honest with you i've seen you know, because I, I get notifications when we sell something at the right. store. And so we had a couple, like, big transactions, like, like pop up. And you're like, oh, shoot, what the heck? And, yeah. and then I look, and I'm hitting up my man- the manager at the store, and I'm just like, yo, like, and he's like, oh, it's Juice World. And I was like, oh, dope. I'm like, hook him up with whatever, and then, you know, some Mac stuff. And yeah, he's yeah. like, yeah, he's like, nicest guy in the world. Got, yeah. like, the manager's contact, like, whatever, whatever. And so um, from from what I've been told, you know, he was just great energy, good dude, and yeah, we, we're fortunate enough, man, that, you know, at the Burbank location, you know, what was really vital, and I know we're bringing up Ben 
for like the third time. But, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, like I, I do give him his flowers, if you will. Ben was yeah. a big part of how we got on the map initially. You know, he, he did a, a very like bold tweet that said that we were the next coming of everything in this world. And and we came up in this this era that I think, you know, I think we were one of the last stores that really snuck in. I always refer to like when the train's taking off and the doors are closing. Yeah. I feel like we literally like hopped in the train of all like the stores that were able to build themselves up and right. become a large company along with the OGs, you know, Flight Club Riff. I'll even say like Holy Grail, you know, Project Blitz, of course. And then I think, you know, us and like Round Two and like Urban Necessities kind of like snuck into that that world before it took off. And then after that, it was just like everybody had a store. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, so I'm grateful for that because, you know, Ben helped us kind of get there. And that's really what brought in a lot of guys, artists, I would say, artists and producers, and along with some of our old staff, you know, who had relationships with guys like that. Shout out to to Jamie the Great, a.k.a. The Plug, back in the day. You know, he's doing his thing. He's actually got a podcast himself that he's on. It's called The Road Podcast. Well, like that's dope. DJ stuff. They're killing it. And, you know, got, he, Jamie helped bring in Travis Scott. People don't really know that, like, he would come shop with us. But, like, Travis pulled up pre you know, the last two albums, but he pulled up, he'd bring in a couple different athletes as well. And then through that, that built our name. And then when we got to Topanga Mall, again, Topanga is just like, essentially, for those that don't know, geographically, like it's the closest mall to Calabasas. Mm-hmm. And people, everybody knows Calabasas now right, because yeah. of Kanye. But like literally everybody lives out there because you get more bang for your buck than living in Hollywood or somewhere in LA because, and you don't want to deal with that traffic. Calabasas is like way off the beaten path. Yeah, Yeah, you got to sit on the one on one. Yeah, you know, like Drake's got a crib out there. Probably all the Rams live out there. (laughs) I mean, Kanye, Trav, Kanye, Trav. Yeah, yeah, everybody lives out there, right? So it just made sense for us to have a shop, and that the new location is on the same side of the mall as Gucci, YSL, Louis Vuitton, Tiffany, Tory Burke, Cartier. Like we're in the luxury literally row that's to our left and then to our right you're talking about urban outfitter shoe palace finish line right and it's a straight shot from the valet so like we're literally in the best location that's awesome to like get people that are shopping luxury but also people that are shopping sneakers at shoe palace right or finish line across from us and so they naturally gravitate towards our shoe wall and they're like oh shit this is all stuff that i can't find and through that i would say that you know we've had i mean nav is in there all the time Murder Beats, pretty much all the Rams have shopped with us. That's sick. They're all good dudes. So like I like I end up cheering for them. <laughs> <laughs> Not just because of the LA squad. Matt Barnes, JaVel McGee, like a lot of Lakers too. So it's cool, man. It's it's crazy to see the people that we've had kinda come through and support. Famous Dex is there all the time. Like he like legit hangs out. <laughs> it's crazy. It's weird. Yeah, I've 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 had an interesting experience with him. But oh. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had like a bad experience with like a celebrity or like a high profile individual? Man, actually, yeah. You know what? <laughs> okay. Fuck it. All right. Let's hear it. Let's now hear it. now we're potted. <laughs> no. So check this out. This might not fall on him more than it falls on his wife, but Scott Storch. Oh, wow. His wife came by the shop at our Burbank location and she was kind of like grabbing stuff and definitely flexing the Scott Storch is my husband line, you know? <laughs> and I was just like, okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And she's super sweet for, for what that's worth. She was like, yeah, like uh, we're going to get this and we're going to get that. We're going to get this and we're gonna get that. I'm like, cool. I mean, Scott's not broke. I think he's doing pretty well still. Yeah. And he might've been in a bit of a like bottom of, of his new rise of recent yeah but he's got bread to handle a couple g's worth of merchandise right of course but she was haggling me to like the bottom like whatever like you know like basically like i'm not making jack from this deal right and so i'm like all right like i'll make enough that it makes business sense to do this and what was kind of like the closing of the deal was like she's like look I really want this like shoe box. You, you remember, I think you might have remembered early on we had these like shoe boxes, right? Yeah, that was yeah, really yeah. popular. Like, mm-hmm. you'd open them up, put your yep. shoes in there, slide them out, whatever. Yeah. So we actually had those made ourselves. So our cost was like pretty efficient on it. And we had some for a while and I had one on display and she's like, I want that for the studio. I said, cool. It's this much. I think we had them like 800 or 900 bucks. And I yeah. was like, I could give it to you for 400, you know, like 
yo, beyond 50%, like I'm taking care of you. Yeah. I, I barely give discounts as it is. I try not to, but I'm such a nice guy. It happens. So whatever. I, I'll, I'll vouch for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'll make it work. Yeah. So she's like, how about I just take it? <laughs> I would just take it and he'll post it and tag you. I said, 400 bucks, Scott storage. Let me see how many followers you got. All right. You know what? Just cause like I, it's, I still have another three and I, it's been there for a while. Like, all right, cool, whatever. And that should like really give you the like whole like, yo, we're cool. Yeah. And she arranged an Uber. We picked it up, put it in her van, whatever, took off and then never got the tag. Nothing. Nothing. No, post, never got the story tag. Post. Never got the story post and get Jack. Did you guys even hit her up and be like, yo, what's going on? So check this out. So then uh, she comes back with Scott. I'm not there. And they're like, yo, he wants to take the shoe or buy the shoe. And I say, okay, cool. And they're like, what's the price? And I think it was like 500 And then I was, I was like, how much is it for Scott? I said 500 <laughs> <laughs> they're like, what? And then they're like, oh, uh, this other store on Melrose will give it to me for – for 250 i said you go to that store then and like i'm like i'm not you know, like, savage shit huh i mean it's, it's not <laughs> savagery it's just like you know no, one of totally. those things in life where it's just like 100%. you know and, and, and some advice for those out there like yo take care of people as best as you can always totally. whether yeah. a business or whatever the case may be but if somebody i'll give you this example somebody borrows money from you and they ask you and they kind of like they don't press you, but they're just like, hey, like if they remind you, like, hey, can you, can you look out? And you take care of them quick. And then when they tell you, I'm going to pay you the next day, and then you haven't heard from them, like, yo, I want the same energy. Of course. Of how you asked for it. Like, I want the same energy. I don't even want to, like, oh, it came back. Cool. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it, right? And so if somebody's, like, asking me for a discount, and I'm, like, working my angles, see what I can do, what makes financial sense, and I'm doing the math. Yeah. Okay, cool. That took some energy. So... I want you to bring that same energy when, when you, when, you know, it's the vice versa. 100%. And so, you know, if they're coming back and they're looking for a deal, like after I, I gave you a deal and then you didn't fulfill your side, that's like, all it's right. Whack. No, it's just like, yeah, it's just, it's just an adjustment. Yeah. Again, you know, <laughs> observe and adjust. Totally. So like, that's the, that's the goal. Dude, whenever I owe anybody money, I'm like uncomfortable. I have to pay them back. Immediately. Absolutely. Like even like when I, Bought the uh, Travis Air Force Yep, off you guys. Yep. Because I think I was on a plane or something when you shipped it. But the second I landed or whenever I saw it, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to send the money right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I just, because I'm an idiot with my phone. Like, I actually looked at my average calls a day. I get over 100 phone calls a day and a ridiculous amount of texts. And oh, my God. Dude, sometimes I'm a complete idiot. Like, there's like two people who I'll always respond to no matter what because I specifically look for their texts because I kind of have to. Right. But even though I like, I've never had an, uh, a situation where I've like owed somebody an amount of money. If anything, people have owed me a lot of money. Yeah. But, dude, I get super, super uncomfortable. Like, if I have to, if I owe someone money, I'm, I'm more like, like with that shoe, for example, I'd be like, dude, like, I really want the shoe. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Let's make it happen. Whatever. We'll figure out the price. Yeah. You ship it. Or or I pay and then you ship or whatever. Yeah, like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's just how I am. I'm like, okay, cool. It's a transaction. Done yeah. deal. I don't want any, like, you know what I mean? But I can tell you from, like, a couple experiences that I've had, just, like, hanging out with, like, Dre a lot, you know, around Blitz. Yeah. Man, like, the, the people that come through there, some are very respectful, very cool. Yeah. Some are not very respectful and not very cool. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I always, like, ask that question, like, anybody who owns a store that kind of has wiggle room in a way, because, like, you, you can't walk into a Target and, like, haggle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas like obviously like being a reseller, you have a margin, how much you can make, how much. Right. Like you, like you can't lose money on something and, yeah. you know, discount it that much because like you always take care of me no matter what when, when you have a little bit of wiggle room. Right. Like yeah. I remember like I, I bought some like Mitchell Ness stuff and like, yeah, that's a whole different thing than like the co-signing. Yeah. Uh, the, the sneakers that are on co-signment. So it's like different, you know. Yeah. But at Blitz, like with these celebrities, they almost feel entitled to be like, yo, I'm famous. Give me this, you know. Yeah. And I got and sorry to cut you off, but like one of the things that that bugs me out about that is like, yo, like, yeah, you're famous, but like you're not showing us love. I mean, depending on how the situation's handled, right? Yeah. Like, even in a situation with with you, like I didn't ask you to post nothing. You know what I mean? Like I'm not expecting it either. Yeah. But you do it because you show love. Of course. And so when you develop that relationship, obviously you're gonna look into like how I can make 
this the best experience for both of us, right? Absolutely. How can I cover my expenses? How can I cover my costs? People don't really look into that. And then on the famous side, what trips me out, man, is like these people, like a lot of the celebrities, right? You assume they like make the amount of money that they show to like basically make, right? right. Like you flex. <laughs> oh, you got this quarter million dollar watch on your wrist if it's real right but like you know that's, <laughs> Shout that's, out that's, yeah, that's, an, that's another busted job <laughs> but like if you're flexing that watch then like you're really haggling me over like one dial like you yeah. know like you're gonna haggle over that or you feel entitled like that shit's crazy to me i just think it's it's crazy how celebrities feel like they're entitled to certain things and obviously that's not everybody you know there's, there's guys that I, i'll show adam some love adam levine yeah bro one of the the sweetest dudes in the world has always come in and literally the only request that's there is to to close the store which i understand you know and and he'll typically set it up where it's where it's either before open or after we close and it's because you know he wants to shoot around he doesn't want the ball to hit anybody you know like he he wants to play basketball a little bit while totally. he's hanging out at the store and then his family's just picking stuff out, you know, things that they like. And, and he'll literally sit there and be like, do I really need this? And like, so somebody like that, like really gets it. Of course. And then when it comes out to checking out, you know, I'll, I'll throw in, you know, some discounts on stuff that's wholesale, like a billionaire boys club or a Chinatown market or, you know, Mitchell and S or stuff that we carry. And I'll throw it in there. And to be honest with you, I don't think he even checks. Like he probably doesn't care. Shoot, he's bought stuff on on our website, and I trip out on that because I'm like, "Yo, you're really checking our Instagram? You're really checking our website?" And he'll have it shipped to his management building, and I'm just like, "That's that that trips me out, you know." But I'm grateful for guys like that, and they they always show love. You totally. know, he wore our hat courtside. Like I saw that. That's that love, was sick. you know. Yeah, and he just so happened to be wearing uh, not for resale ones that ended up on like Complex and all this other stuff. So, you know, shout out to to Adam, man. That's awesome. Yeah, know? I mean, growing up, I was like huge maroon five fan like i yeah i growing up i didn't really listen to a whole lot of hip-hop yeah only kanye and kid cuddy yeah that was it yeah but like for me it was like uh maroon five and john mayer were like my two artists so i, I never even knew he was like a sneakerhead i'm curious to know if that was always a thing yeah you know i don't know because he was on stage with travis with like the travis ones and i was like oh okay well and i, and I knew he shopped uh at uh burbank mostly because he used to live in toluca lake Oh, okay. And now he moved to Beverly Hills. Okay. And so... Century, Century City Mall now. Right. I know, right? <laughs> and I, to, I wonder if he'd be able to pull up to the mall. That might be tough. Man, like, it's one thing for, for like, rap music and then pop music. Pop music is a whole different thing. You yeah. Know, like, the celebrity sense is just a completely different, like, world, you know? Yeah. I always make the comparison. If Justin Bieber walked down the street, people would obviously go crazy, right? Yeah. But if Lionel Messi walked down the street, right, the whole city would shut down. Because right. it's like a whole different level of yeah. celebrity. Or, or so if like Adam Levine versus like a Rich the Kid. Right. You know what I mean? Or something like that. Shout but, out to Rich the Kid. He's shopped with us a couple of times. Yeah. I don't know about that one. Oh, <laughs> I'm, oh right. I'm not the biggest uh, Rich the Kid fan myself uh, for many reasons. <laughs> Has he been cool? Because I've heard a lot, a lot of like. I think that's another like I don't know. Like he's just I, I just seen his card pop up and yeah, that's it. He spent a, a good amount of money. I that's the only that's the only part of the shout out. Everything else though, like I mean, well, it's interesting because he he came to Blitz and like Dre when he was on the podcast, he actually explained the story about how he like basically stole something. Oh shit! From uh, the warehouse. Didn't know that. It was funny because Offset shout out Offset. He comes to the warehouse like three days a week. He's, yeah. Uh, crazy guy obsessed with sneakers more than anybody i've ever met in my entire life calls me at two in the morning to come to the warehouse sometimes is that some og shit or is that like is that new he definitely because i feel like he's the guy with the most buzz right now like going walking around he was at sneaker con i think just like chilling yeah like in the travis sixes the the yellow ones yeah it was funny people thought those were fake but i literally saw i witnessed with my own eyes travis handing him the box so I knew that, they, like, I was like, dude, come on. Like, people were literally hitting me up, like, oh, you should bust Offset. And I'm like. You're like, for what? I'm, I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I literally watched this dude. Right, hand the shoes. You know what I mean? But, I mean, as far as an OG, like, the first time I met him, we, we were, like, talking for, like, almost two hours just about sneakers. Yeah. And he um, showed me, like, pictures of him when he was, like, 
a kid wearing like old school dunks and SBs and like old Jordans. That's dope. And whenever he comes and shops at Blitz, like literally all he does is buy OG, like face, not even like he buys OGs, but like original retros, like Jordan face. Yeah. Jordan face box. You know what I mean? And like, that's all he wants. Yeah. He wants that era. Yeah. He doesn't want um, any, like he says he's not a hype piece, but I think he is a little bit. What size is he? Nine and a half. Okay. Yeah. um, But literally that's all he wants. Just like super, super old stuff. And uh, Dre has a lot of the older stuff because he's one of the only people who have it. Yeah. And literally he comes in like three, four times a week, sometimes a little too much. But, uh-huh. it, but anyway, so we, first I, I told Offset the story of uh, Rich the Kid and, right. he, and it was it was crazy. He's like, oh, really? He did that? And I'm like, yeah, he did. And he's like, wow, like I, I know him. Like I know his mom. Like we right. like we grew up in the same hood or like whatever. Right. I don't remember exactly what he said, but something along those lines. He's like, yeah, yeah that, that he's like, that's like little bro. I yeah. can't believe he did that. Yeah. So in my head, I was like, fuck, I shouldn't have told him that because right. I was like, oh, no, now he's not going to want to come back. Now he's going to think uh, that we talk shit about him all the time or whatever. Right. Yeah. The next time I saw him was the day after, and he told me that he called Rich the Kid. Yeah. And, and like, basically cussed him out. Yeah, what's wrong with you? Yeah, like... Yeah, big bro Exactly. Like, yeah. h- hard. And he was, like, telling us that he was apologizing, like, a hundred times and, like, all, all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, like, that's a that's a real dude right there. Yeah. Wait, like, so did, ri- did Rich the Kid send the check or what? Did he well, make it right? Not yet. Okay. But, like, that happened, and, like, maybe he texted Dre, Dre gets 10 times more phone calls and text messages than i do so maybe yeah. he just never saw it but i mean I, I i just thought that was interesting yeah and now like i'm sure if i met rich the kid I, i'm sure we'd be fine but yeah some people are a little bit less cool than others you know i just met sway lee i don't know if you remember that from back in the day i busted him and he like had me blocked and everything yeah and he came to shop at the mag park remember that yep like that was like one of my first big bus uh, pause like back in the day and like he blocked me i literally still have the dm where he said like you have 200 followers like why are you telling me shit and then literally the next day he came to the shop and he bought i think the uh, triple black 700s yeah and uh 750 sorry yeah yeah, yeah. and oxford tans yep crazy yeah and I, i just met him like a month ago and you told him who you were? No, I actually didn't, which was funny. But he was mad cool. Like, uh, we were talking. So Sway is the nicest dude Super ever. Nice. Super nice. Ever. And I love that dude. And it's funny because, he, yeah, him and Jimmy would come by all the time. Shout out to my boy Michi. Uh, Michi is always on tour with Future. He's one of the guy, like lead dancers, the guy that created the, like, hit dance. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'd bring, he'd bring Sway, the, the boys over all the time and Mike Will. And they'd pull up and, man, nicest dudes ever and yeah it was funny because i remember i still remember that yeah like you busted him and he was kind of like going in there like i need to fix this shit (laughs) like i need to make sure i'm straight yeah and i want to say you showed him love later like he got it right because he went to mag yeah i did because you were like subliminally you're sending us love too yeah right that we were that he was straight and after he posted the kicks he bought from us so yeah, no, Sway's been a long-time supporter. Yeah, it feels like yesterday, huh? Isn't that crazy? Crazy, bro. Yeah. And now they're, it's funny because they were shopping with us, and similar to how you blew up, they, right after they were they were shopping with us, they blew up like crazy with their viral hit. So, yeah, big I, ups to them. Yeah, dude, uh, I'm, I'm really good friends with someone on their management team. Like, okay. I'm not even going to say his name because he's more of a behind-the-scenes yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But he's like, yeah, dude, we should we should do something funny where, like, you come in and... Yeah. I won't say too much because I want to keep it a surprise, but yeah. but, yeah, like, he was super cool. And yeah. one thing that, like, uh, I want to say that a lot of people don't understand is that celebrities are just normal people, too, you know? 100%. Like, some people kind of, like, need a little bit more privacy than others because it, you know, it makes sense. But yeah. at the same time, there's normal people, too, and that's how they should be treated, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, and, like, you get it being in the industry, like... Yeah. And... Yeah, I mean, I have a great story for that. Recently, um, Tom Segura pulled up to the Topanga store, and I've never watched his stand up. Like, I just know about him, mm-hmm. and you know, he's got a face you can't really forget. But right. like, he was just chilling with his son, and I'm like, I really had a question if that was even him. Like, because I was <laughs> like, this guy's so just chill, like, and nobody's coming up to him, right? And so I'm like talking to to Josh, who manages the Topanga store, and I was like, Yo, is that Tom Segura? He's like, Yeah, he's here all the time. He's like one of our normal clients. And I was like, huh. I was like, all right. So I walk out to him and I just go, hey, man, if you want anything that says Magnolia Park, it's over here. It's on me. Like, I'll take care of it. 
right? And I'm in a hoodie and like sweatpants, but so he's probably thinking like, who the, who the fuck's this guy? <laughs> yeah. You know, like just like giving out shit. And yeah. then I was like, yeah. And I'm like, he's like, all right, take, I'll take a black hoodie. Like, you know, I'm like, cool, what size X? I was like, cool. So I give it to, to them to ring up and he's checking out. And he goes, yeah, I'll, I'll take this, that. And I guess this guy's giving me like a free hoodie. I don't know. And he goes like, yeah, like we got you. And he's like, huh. That's very nice of him. I don't know why he did that. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, he's just like super chill. Two weeks later, like he's rocking it on his podcast. Yeah. You know? And, and he, he was really like, I'm going to wear it. Like, I'm going to make sure he's he show love. And I was like, damn, like that's dope. You know, you would never think this guy is one of the like biggest comedians in the game. And, yeah. and you know, I went to go see his stand up. Hilarious. Yeah. You know, and I, I just like, all right, tight. Like, you know, develop relationships like that. Absolutely. Yeah. I have a, a, a few Mag Park shirts. Yeah. One of mine literally looks like a vintage t-shirt. Yeah. Because I've worn it so many times and washed awesome. it. So it's literally like this color. Like it used to be black. Which now, one is it? Is it just of, the Torti or is it? Well, one of them says, I think we got game on the back. Oh, wow. We got next. Oh, we got next. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's the Fairfax tee. Yes. I had that one. And then I have one that just has that logo on the front yep. and then the big logo on the back. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the first one you gave what me. What color is that? Black. But it's it's like this color now. Yeah. And it's it's because it's the comfiest shit in the world. Yeah. It's great. I, I wear it around the house. Like, yeah. I've, I've worn it in like a couple of videos probably. And like, dude, it's. Oh, that we got next tee is my shit. Dude, I, I literally, it's literally like coming apart. Like the print is coming off because I've yeah. worn it so many times. Yeah. And that's the whole goal. Like it still kind of wears fine after. No, dude, while. it looks sick. I think it looks better now. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. And that was the intent. You know, that one has like, a, so it's funny. I nerd out on this stuff, but it's got a high density print in the front. So it crackled. So it could crack a certain way over time and wear it. And I, I remember once, only once did we ever actually like purposely cut holes into shit. You know, yeah. Fear, a la fear of God prime. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was doing that. Yeah. Wave, a, little like. bit of, a little bit of that wave. And so <laughs> those tees just, just wear really well, man. I think that's one of the things that we take pride in is, you know, we don't look at our stuff like merch. We look at it as like a, a real brand. And so fortunate enough, man, that we put out some quality stuff. Yeah, man. I love it. Yeah. Well, man, I'm I'm so happy, like the progression of like the store and like your personal growth and like everything. And I'm so excited to see the, the new store up and I got to go visit that. Maybe yes, we sir. should do like a collab. We can do a pop up or something. Done. Done. Uh, the last time we did a pop up was at the Fairfax location. That's right. That was my first pop up. That's right. Way back when. Way back when. So we definitely should rekindle and do. Yeah, let's do something. Something big done deal is there anything that you want to like plug or like leave us with it could be a quote it could be a quote. it could be anything like if there's just one thing that you could just close this out with like what what would you want to say uh, of course i'm gonna plug my stuff real quick at the mag park at the <laughs> okay. magpark.oc at yep. the magpark.topanga at the magpark.la i like that all that jazz yeah. magpark.com i'm at hey mickey war m-i-k-i-w-a-r and, you know, I try to beyond the store stuff, man, like, I again, I invest heavily in what makes me happy and beyond the uh, cliche family and friends, which I have a great group of people around me. I'm heavily invested into boxing and basketball. So that Love stuff it. makes me really happy. And then DJing, you know, I've been DJing a lot more. So there'll be a lot more of that coming out. And, you know, like I was talking to you off the mic, but like we have our own podcast, shout out to the Mickey D's podcast. We've been doing that for a while, just being able to create solutions for DJs. And if I had to give you something to leave off of, it would have to be that problems are a privilege. And wow, I think people don't understand I like that. the level of gratitude you need to have for having problems because there's people who don't have your problems and once you realize the level of growth that you can attain from those problems when you solve them, like life is pretty solid. Absolutely, so. man. Well said. Yeah. I love it, man. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on. I'm so proud of you. Thanks with for having everything me, man. you've done, man. It's likewise. It's amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know it's so it's so good, like hear like more of your story, how everything started. Like there's some things that I learned that I didn't even know about you, which yeah. is awesome and guys make sure you guys go check out the mag park on instagram go check out their website or if you're ever in the area of any of the stores make sure you guys go check them out maybe i'll be hanging out there god knows who's gonna be hanging out there you don't know make sure you guys go check them out and i'm gonna catch you guys next time appreciate you guys make sure you guys subscribe peace let's take a moment to breathe deep inhale extend your spine remain focused on what you're doing if safe to do so Exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. 
Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council.